Good morning, everybody, my friends, my family, my people that I love. Um, this podcast is really for everybody, but the more I think about it, the more I have it geared towards my kiddos. So currently in my life, I'm traveling quite a bit just for work and some of the projects that we're working on. And so I'm not home every night and every morning to be around my kids. But I've, as I kind of discussed before, I have seven kids. And some of, one of them is in junior high. All of them are playing in competitive sports that are of age. The little ones, they're playing the competitive sport against their mom. Like, who can win? It's an incredible battle daily. But as I'm gone, I'm just thinking, hey, I ought to just make this a daily thing so that my kids can have something to listen to so that they know that I'm thinking about them. And if it benefits other people along the way, I love that. I'm so excited about it. So whew, the thought the thought that I want to have or kind of share today is everything in your life. Now, I jumped right into this and I didn't even really say, hey, welcome to the Heroic Edge. It's the podcast doing the daily disciplines that will give you the power or the edge that only a hero would have. It's still true. This is still the Heroic Edge and truly... Daily disciplines will give you an edge only that a hero will have. But going back in, bringing it back full circle, sorry about that. I would just like to talk about that everything that happens in your life is happening for you, not to you. Life is happening for you, not to you. That is one of the most profound, powerful, stabilizing, sustaining truths on earth. Me personally, I believe that we are spiritual beings. That is what the openness part of hero habits is. The Owen hero is being open to your spiritual side. I really do believe that we are spiritual beings having a human existence, meaning we are here on earth and we are here for a purpose and we are here to do something great. And every single thing that happens in our life is to aid us in becoming great. Now, sometimes those things happen in our lives because of choices we've made that aren't in alignment with the greatness that we truly have. But those things happen to help redirect us and get us back on our path. That I really believe. So I'm just going to share a handful of stories from my life personally that I really do believe they happened for me. But if I was to look at it from another angle and think they happened to me, my life would be drastically different. So one of the most profound things, or not profound, but one of the most early memories I have of this principle really making sense is the summer before my sixth grade year. I was playing baseball and I was traveling quite a bit. Um, My mom was always with me. My dad would come to the games that he could. But there was always a massive source of contention in my home between my mom and my dad. Um... My mom is a very stubborn, strong-willed, driven person, as is my father. And so when they don't realize they're on the same team, that is just a recipe for disaster and contention. And nine times out of ten, they didn't remember they were on the same team. And so one of these moments when they weren't on the same team or realizing they were playing for the same team, and that team was our family, and it, it was it, it just one thing led to another, There was yelling, there was screaming, there was pushing, there was shoving. 
And it just escalated and escalated and escalated to the point that my dad came into my room and we had just gotten home from a baseball tournament and a basketball camp that kind of fell in the same week. And he came into my room and he was very stern and very abrupt and just said, son, I'm leaving. And he shook my hand. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure what's happening, but okay. He said, so get my shoes and take them out to the car, please. So he, he had been packing his stuff and putting it all together. And he had put all of his shoes in a Rubbermaid type of garbage can. So they were, which tells me he has a lot of shoes because that thing was full and the shoes were almost tipping out of the edge. But I picked up the box or the garbage can of shoes and I took it outside. And as I took it outside and set it in the car, I remember distinctively thinking, that sounds like my mom is screaming. But, you know, sometimes your mind plays tricks on you. We we all know this happens, and so I didn't think much of it. So I walked back down the driveway or the sidewalk to come in the house, and my dad was standing over the table, resting his hands on, on the table, breathing really heavily, saying, I hit her. I hit her. Don't look at her. And I thought, what on earth? Now, the house I grew up in was not big at all. You could basically see the entire house minus the two bedrooms from just coming in the back door. And so as I looked through the kitchen down into the bathroom, I saw my mom, which this this memory of this picture will be in my mind forever. But I saw her as our bathroom was white. The tile was white, the basin was white, the tub was white, the toilet's white, everything was white. It was no longer white, it was red. And it was covered in her blood and she had a towel in her hand pushing it on her face saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to respond. So I immediately left the house and I ran towards my grandma's house who lives just up the road from us. But apparently my dad had called her and said, hey, this just happened because he he really doesn't remember that he had did that he doesn't know the severity of what he did he just saw red and rage and away he went he just started welling on my mom so as i was running to my grandma's house she was coming down the back side of our dry or the back path um and as i was going up the front and i realized she was coming down and so i i ran around and came back down to her side of the path and by then the cops were there the ambulance was there now mind you all of this happened within about a five minute period i I grew up in a very tiny town so anything that happens like this there there are cops up at the maverick or the 7-eleven two minutes from my house all the time just kind of hanging out so they were all there my dad wasn't taking ownership the medics were attending to my mom trying to stop the bleeding and trying to like calm her down and it was just chaos So at that point, one of a a family friend came and got me. I went and stayed with them. My mom went to the hospital. My dad went to prison. My dad had broken my mom's nose, gave her stitches all over her face from so much trauma, cracked all of her front teeth, broken her, um, shoot. No, she didn't break her sternum, but her sternum was very bruised. She had her sternum broken in a car accident. So I mixed those two up. Sorry. But just beat her down to the point that the doctor said if she hadn't been laying in bed um, or getting ready to go to bed and having the bed take some of the impact, there's a very good chance it could have killed her. 
because my dad is not a little dude. He's he's 6'2", 240 pounds, and my mom is 5'8", like not huge. So it just it wasn't great. But at that moment, I was faced with the decision that luckily my mom and my grandma really understood that we needed to help JL understand that this is happening for him and it's not happening to him. And the coolest part about that decision, though, because of the constant chaos that was between my mom and my dad and the lack of the lack of unity and the just the contention that was there, it was very easy for me to discover. And this is no offense to my dad at all. He has his own challenges. He's human, just like the rest of us. This is just me sharing in my perspective of I could see very clearly, very quickly how this happened for me and not to me because my mom and I were best friends. My mom was always there for me, and I lived in constant fear of my father. So when my father was out of the picture, I was no longer scared, and I felt more safe than I had ever felt before, Um, because I knew that it was just my mom and I. So there's one example of how things are happening for me and not to me. Uh, Now, I'm, I'm confident that in your life, There are things that have happened in those regards where from an outside looking in, it's the worst thing that could have happened. But if you'll take a step back and really look for how that's happening for you and not to you, I promise you'll find a way that you can see that it clearly is happening for you. It is not happening to you. Okay, so in the next story, again, has to do with my upbringing and my childhood just a little bit. And I'll, I'll, uh, this is more my teenagers. I was no longer in elementary because as you all know, we're very, very influenced in the way that we were raised. It has a massive impact on who we become and what shapes us. Now, it's not the impact because you truly do have a choice on who you're going to become. So don't ever think it's okay to blame the circumstances in your life for who you are. You always have a choice to see that what's happening for you to reach your greatness and become better. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent on that. I just want to make that super clear. You always have a choice to become who you are destined to be, to reach deep down inside of yourself and find the greatness that is therein, to become the best possible version of yourself. Never blame anything that has happened in your life for where you're at. Only be grateful for it because it is making you better. Now, the second thing that happened that became very clear very quickly of how it happened for me and not to me is again has to do with my mom, my best friend growing up. She always has my back. She was always there for me. And I get a little bit emotional just even thinking about it. Still to this day, and it has been over 20 years. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it hasn't been over 20 years. It will be 20 years next year. So it's been 19 years since my mom passed away. I was 16 years old. I was finishing my junior year in high school. Now, my mom had constantly dealt with being addicted to opiates and pain pills. Um, which eventually ended up taking her life. But after my mom and dad had that big blow up and were divorced, my mom struggled quite a bit with substance abuse and just trying to cope with the pain and the weights or the weight of being a single mom and, and raising a stubborn kid and all the things that go with part of being human, of being a, of, of having this human existence, um, that I mentioned earlier. So as she dealt with her her battles, one day the battle actually just ended up beating her. She 
she had taken the wrong combinations of the wrong pills. And this is the first time I've uh, put this out there super publicly because I've a lot of my close friends know this, my family knows this, but I have never put this out there. And the weird thing is, is it turns out I'm going to be putting it out on a podcast. So who knows who's going to hear it and who knows who's going to listen to it, but I'm going to throw it out there. She ended up taking the wrong combinations of the wrong pills at the wrong time. And she ended up suffocating. Um, it, it just asphyxiated, I think, what the actual word for it is. But a combination of all the stuff eventually ended her life. And the, the fortunate and unfortunate part about it is I, I, I found her. So I came home on a Saturday night. And she was like a little bit dazed, a little bit confused, which is pretty commonplace for someone that is dealing with substance abuse. Um, For those of you that have experienced that or know that, but there's always not a ton of coherence, if that's a word. They're not coherent about what's happening a lot of the time when they're under the influence of the different substances. And this was one of those times and I hadn't thought too much of it because I knew that eventually it would pass and she would get back on top of it and everything would be okay. There's just a cycle that goes with it. So I wished her good night, told her I love her, told her I was home, and I went downstairs to go to bed. Later that or that next morning, I woke up, and we had church at 11 o'clock. And so it was about 9.30, and I thought, okay, I better get up and get ready for church, go get my mom, or make sure my mom's awake. Um, and it's not that I was trying to babysit her or raise her, but just when there's just the two of you, your homies, your really good friends. So I was just going to check on her to make sure that she was okay and see if she was going to church with me. And as I came around the corner into her bedroom, she was sitting on the edge of her bed and her head was down between her legs, um, but in between her knees and her hands were hanging down on the outside of her legs. And I noticed that her hands looked bruised. They were purple. And I thought, oh, wow. And I even said, Oh, mom, hey, get up. You've been there for a minute. If there's all that blood rushed to your hands, you're probably in there for a minute. Time to get up. And she didn't respond. And she didn't respond. And so I walked into the room, pushed on her, tapped on her shoulders a little bit, and got my hands under her shoulders and pushed her up, which then opened her lungs and gave a gasp of air. And so in my mind, I thought she was okay. In my mind, I thought, oh, She's all right. We've been here before. We've called the ambulance before. She's overdosed before. These things are okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to make it through. So I went about the typical protocol of, okay, get her up, get her, get her flat, do CPR. Now, mind you, she was a hundred percent purple, almost black because the term is rigor mortis. Rigor mortis had already stepped, set in, but I had never experienced that. I didn't know what it was. And so she was black stiff like is a little bit crazy but I just went through the steps of like knowing what I was supposed to do um so I got her on her back tilted her neck opened her chin up and there was throw up in her mouth and I was like okay all right nope I can't nope okay I I don't know that I'm gonna be able to do this because throw up and I don't get along super well I have like an instant gag reflex Now, being the father of seven kids, it's amazing. I still have the gag reflex if my wife is around. 
if my wife is around, it's like a cop out and I can gag and I'm, I know I'm digressing and I'm not staying on topic, but I can start gagging like a champ and she cleans up the puke. But there have been a handful of times where she hasn't been around and I've had to deal with it and somehow I get it done. It's all in your head. Now, that's not what I was t- telling you about. So as I realized that there was throw up in her, in her mouth, I thought, okay, now cool. I turn her on her side so she doesn't sit and choke on it and then I'll go call 911. So I rolled her over onto her side, went and called 911. The ambulance came, and as soon as they saw her, they just said, man, she's she's gone. They're, she's dead, bud. Now, earlier I said the fortunate and unfortunate part about me finding her. I am so grateful, and I know that it happened for me to find her because that gave me the closure that I didn't have to ask any questions of what happened. I knew what happened. The unfortunate part is nobody should ever have to find their parents dead. That's just not, but you know what? It happened for me and I am so grateful for it. Now, I'm going to expound just a little bit more on how this happened for me. So from an outside looking it in, it's never good for somebody or yeah, from an outside looking, I'll even say it that way. It's not good for someone to lose their family. But from the inside, looking at the circumstances. Now, when I say from the inside, from the inside of yourself, looking at the circumstances you find yourself in, it is always good. So as I looked at the circumstances of my mom passing away from the inside out, this is the best thing that could have happened to me because I was then given the opportunity to finish high school, to move in with my aunt and uncle who have six kids of their own who have become such a massive part of my life and have become the grand, the grandparents to my kids. And their six siblings their six siblings have become like my or their six kids have become like my siblings. And they are all good people with great examples of raising kids and I would watch them because all of them are older than me. I would watch them as they raise their kids and I would see and I would watch my aunt and uncle as they would be married together and I would see that they realized they were on the same team. It was such a stark, stark contrast of the way that I was raised with my mom and dad that I knew that it was okay to be on the same team. And that you didn't have to fight over everything. And there didn't have to be a constant state of fear. And the biggest part to be around a man who was a true man. Who didn't use intimidation and fear. But praise and love to his kids. Which gave me the understanding that that's how I should raise my kids. Instead of fear and intimidation. (sighs) If my mom wouldn't have passed away when I was 16, I would have never been given the opportunity to move in with my wonderful aunt and uncle and see the way to raise a righteous, productive family. And I got... I. So many blessings have come from that. So many opportunities for growth and for progress have come from that that I would have never been exposed to and never had had my mom not passed away. 
and truly a massive part of the man that I am today and who I am striving to become would have never been realized had I just continued to be raised by my mom. She did a phenomenal job for while she was around and I'm super grateful for her, but I needed that, that next phase or that next chapter in my life for me to continue to progress. So again, everything that happens in your life is happening for you. It doesn't happen to you. It happens for you so you can learn and so you can grow and you can become better. And I have countless, countless examples of this throughout my life. I just don't, I just don't want to take that much more time to sit and expound on all of them. I'm sure that more stories will come out um, as time goes on and as I share more podcasts and do more things. But the conclusion of this Heroic Edge episode is just for you all to know that everything in life is happening for you. It doesn't happen to you. And if you will take a step back and you will look at it from the inside, look at it from the inside of yourself looking out, you will clearly see how everything is for your good. That is a promise that I make 100%. And I stand by 100%. So hey, go make it a great day. Do your best. Remember to do the disciplines that are going to give you an edge that only a hero has. Um, And again, this is the Heroic Edge. Have a great day. Bye-bye.